me at the ice cream truck I'll buy you some ice cream You know what I mean? The show is obscene But I bet you gon' like these Three dudes trying to get along Craig Coleman and Matt Fulcheron Don't forget to start the show EA Dub, Eric Allen Wendell Let's roll, trying to keep up Turn up the AC staging up Eat it up, time to power the full charge power hour full charge power hour I'm Matt Fulcheron. I'm the full charge. I'm the host of this thing. A uh, couple, couple stand-up dates. If you want to see me uh, live and uncut, this week, February 8th through 10th, I'll be at the Des Moines, Iowa Funny Bone with your man Tom Buns Segura. Um. March 1st through March 4th, I'll be at the Brea Improv in Brea, California, uh, on Ian Bag Show. Um, I'm all grown up in Canada, headlining the Comedy Cave in Calgary, Alberta, March 13th through March 18th. Come see me. For God's sakes, I'm going to be there for six days straight. Australia tour with Tom Bun Segura. April 27th through May 1st, we're going to all the big ones, the four big ones out there in Australia and uh, Springfield, Missouri. I'll be headlining in the Blue Room August 2nd through August 4th. There you go. You made it through the announcements, which ironically has the best audio. I'll be back in the studio on uh, February February 19th, and so that week, you know, the 25th or whatever, 26th, whatever that Sunday is, I'll have a, a better quality podcast for you, so hang in there. Thanks for bearing with me through this, um, and we'll have something for you soon, including this one. I haven't taped it yet, but <laughs> I'll just say it's great anyways. Thanks for listening. Hey, Brian. Hey. Hey, it's Matt Fulcheron. How are you? Good. <laughs> you, uh, are you, are you, hold on a second, let me get this thing set here. You still got to Sure. Start. Yeah, you're on the podcast right now. Oh. Uh, it's okay. happening right now. Oh, I thought you were going to, there we go. All right, I got my headphones on. Sorry. Oh, wow. Where, where are you? I'm at home. Yeah, I'm a stay-at-home dad, dude. Where else would I be? There is no other place. I don't know what stay-at-home dads do. I mean, I'm kind of a stay-at-home comic. I uh, <laughs> I still go out during the day, sometimes. Uh, stay-at-home dads uh, uh, feed their kids, take them to school, and then spend the rest of the day looking out the window at people uh, committing crimes in the neighborhood, and then they try to solve them between the hours of 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. before they pick their kids up. It's like that show Desperate Housewives, but more masculine. <laughs> and yet less masculine all at the same time. Right. No, I, re- I remember um, I remember my mom, after I was about eight years old, was like, I, I think i got to get a job. <laughs> a little bit bored. I tried, man. I tried. No, you had the job for a long time. I did have the job for a long time. And in case, you know, our audience doesn't remember, which they have a real short-term memory, you you, you solved that. You really did solve a crime. Uh, you talking about the thing across the street? I'm talking about the thing across the street. Are you, are you yeah. comfortable talking about that? Yeah. Yeah, I've told that story before. Yeah, the dead. you're talking about the dead body. 
Well, there you go. There's the ending of the story. <laughs> but what? So, so here's the ending of the story. You found a dead body across the street. Yeah. In your neighbor's house. I did. Yeah. So, well, what? Yeah. What gave it away, though? I mean, you don't just know these things. Well, here's the funny thing about it. First off, I want to be very clear as I tell this story, and I think you and I have talked about it before. There yeah, is, absolutely. There is absolutely nothing funny about suicide. Right. And, and it, there, but, it, but again, uh, when I tell a story and when we talk about the story, we only know one way to deal with things. And it was a pretty crazy thing to have happened to me and my family and my life. And I don't know how else to deal with well, it. To kind of like, you know, tell a, tell it the only way I know how to tell it, which is it's probably got layers of humor in it. But it, it's, but suicide is a horrible, horrible thing. And, absolutely. You know, so just to clarify that as we tell the story, but um, yeah, no, I mean, in hindsight, and, and that's why I bring this up, because you were saying, like, how did it lead up to that? Right. It wasn't until after I found the body that I had that crazy thing you see in movies and television shows where you start playing back the last week of your life, and you saw all the signs of it. It all, it all makes sense. It yeah. all made sense. Like, literally... Everything leading up to that should have tipped me off as to what was about to happen. And, okay. and so long story short was, I would say about a week before I found the body, this guy, and just so everybody knows, this guy was not with it. Like he was, he, he hid behind bushes. Um, oh, really? And, so you oh, seen yeah, him yeah. kind of like acting up and, and seeming not so sane. He was paranoid. Extremely, extremely paranoid. Okay. He thought the government was after him. Well, they are. He was, yeah. <laughs> he was definitely it's a sinful guy. The government doesn't give a shit about you. Right. But, uh, so a little bit of backstory. So we moved to this neighborhood, though, and this is years before this. When we moved to the neighborhood. The neighbors were like, look, we got a great neighborhood, except for right across the street, you need to understand that there's a guy that lives in there. He's weird. He hides in bushes. He barely ever comes out. And we think he killed his mom 12 years ago. And I was like, all right, well, thanks. Thanks. Glad we're in the neighborhood. Anybody got a pie? You know, it's like, <laughs> Like how is the so hiding in the bush is not not so bad. The the, the whole murder thing, that's a bit much. The firm belief, the firm belief that he murdered his mother twelve years ago and they have yet to solve the crime, is mm-hmm. where this whole story starts. And 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 so no one's really seen his mother. No, even so though they just assume he killed her. Okay, I like the, right. I like the story. It's better than I even remember. Right. Okay. Still sad. Don't get me wrong. This isn't funny, but keep going. So. I'm all about, like, I don't know what this is, but when people say, look, you've got a difficult situation in front of you, mm-hmm. I choose to not make it more difficult. I just right. go right at it and try to be like, no, you know what, maybe you guys are wrong. Maybe you just don't know how to talk to this guy. Right. We've you know, dealt with a lot of uh, mental cases. Yeah. At a yeah, comedy exactly. store and whatnot. Comedy store, doing stand up, working in production, you see it right. all, you know? Right, exactly, exactly. You know? Uh, PTA president, I've seen it all. The, the, uh, um, so I'm I kind of like, yeah, they're exactly there, an examiner. So I was like, you know, we actually got along with him. He was definitely an oddball, don't get me wrong. I mean, he was right. always, he was, he was genuinely hiding a lot. He didn't work that much, so he was kind of always around, had a lot of cars and motorcycles, and was driving around, but never really had anything to do. Whatever, oddball, really weird to talk to, wouldn't tell you much about himself. Fine. But on the other hand, typical Los Angeles resident. Like you described like 50% of the Los Angeles population. Well, look, and here's the thing. Um, 
Telltale sign, unless and, and I feel bad if any if any of the full charge power hour listeners do this, but yeah. full sign of like buyer beware is yeah. if if you're in your fifties and you still live in the same house that you grew up in. Sure, that 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 is kind of common nowadays. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Well, it's very common in Southern California because of real estate, yeah. but still. Yeah, exactly. All I'm saying is you can start there and build. A case sure. around it from it's there. the beginning you know? of a case. It's not. Yeah. It, it definitely doesn't save his case. No, no, it doesn't. You matter. know. So, a little bit off, whatever. Let it go. Dealt with it, and then I hired him because he was a contractor. I hired him to fix my fence, and this is where I think everything kind of changed. Okay. We went out of town. I came home. My fence was fixed, and dude handed me a bill for fifteen hundred dollars to fix a fence, and I was like, huh. "Whoa, whoa, whoa, champ!" <laughs> I said fifty right. hundred dollars. Like I was like, I thought I thought I was paying one hundred and seventy five dollars. Sure, sure. You kind of know that. You kind of have a general range for prices on that too, right? Because then you have worked on at the Herald Examiner all the time. Yes. So you kind of know what this stuff costs. Yes. Me, I go. Right, that's what it costs. So, he, so, so that's when I finally realized like how it went south with everybody else in the neighborhood because I was like. Dude, Do no. Yeah. This yeah. is crazy. And he goes, Are you disrespecting he goes, Are you disrespecting my art? And I was like, Art? No, your bill. Yeah. I'm disrespecting <laughs> your bill. I'm like, I, I hired you to, you know, hang up a couple slabs here, dude. I don't I don't know I'm paying for art. And, you know, I thought I could have a good old fashioned argument and we were gonna kinda come to an agreement, right? Sure. Like Business. He, yeah. Yeah. And he stormed off. And it was after that I went inside and I talked to my wife and I was like, God, that's fight with dude across the street. She's like, you pay him that money right now and let that thing go. Like, she was just like, I want wow. that yeah. and whatever that is that the neighborhood is afraid of, I want yes. that off my property immediately. Right. And so I did. He, I gave him the money he, and I was like, we didn't talk anymore. Like, that was right. I was like, here's your 1500 dude. We don't talk anymore. Except yeah. a couple weeks, weeks later... And, oh, this is it's really important. You did not like coming on the property, and you were not allowed to uh, get too close to his property. I want to be very clear. Okay. It's very important for the rest of the story. Like there was sure. there was that wall. You know that like weird wall that's not there, but you can tell when you're talking to people. It's like when somebody yeah. opens up a door, and you know they're not letting you in ever. Yeah, like that's on a visible right? force field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm at home. And my kids are sick as dogs in the house, and they're a lot younger back then, like preschool yeah. age. And he comes up to the door, and, like, he knocks, and I had, you know, I got that picture window by my door, so you can't hide. Yeah. So I yeah. looked out the window, and he's out there, and I, God damn it, he saw me. And I was like, what's dude doing on my property? Like, he's way too close, right? And he's at the door, uh-huh. and I'm like, well, I had that moment in my life where I'm like, okay, I got two choices here. I either open the door and let him in, and he kills me, or... I don't open the door, I double piss him off, and the next time I go outside, he's going to kill me, right? Like, right. that's what and I'm thinking do, in my head. You do have a fighting chance in your own house. Right? <laughs> know what you're thinking? No, I think I must be an idiot, because I opened up the door, and I was like, what's up, dude? And he's like, can I talk to you? And I was like, sure, I guess this is happening at the house. Now, in hindsight, you have to say to yourself, what kind of father are you that if you think that this guy's going to murder you, that you bring him inside the house and your kids were, right? Like, so I don't blame anybody for that. that well, I mean, the way, you, the way you put it, yeah, I mean, would you, did you invite him into the house, or was it a I did, because I thought in that moment, I was like, 
it's probably the it's it, it's the calm thing to do because then the dude won't go nuts, right? That's about yeah. I, I don't I don't think that's crazy. I think I think it's 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 the right thing. I mean, it's kind of you know, there's no good choice here. Well, and to be clear, it wasn't like he was facing back and forth. He was literally just standing there. This was me just being like a little bit overreactive in the time. And we also know we also know he's a little out of it, but we don't we don't think he has a criminal record or anything. No, and I also, in all seriousness, I didn't. I never thought of him as like a murderer. The only reason why I bring that up is because that's the neighbors said. Like I had yeah, no experience and, with it. Right, and then he he also has a chance to make another fifteen honey off of you. Right, and anytime <laughs> you know, anytime he watches your dog or whatever. And part of me was like, I am safe. I did give him fifteen hundred dollars for work. Exactly, for services rendered above and beyond the call of duty. <laughs> um, so he comes in, and I said, "So, what's up? Like, what what can I do for you?" Like, I was super nice about it, and he was just like a beaten man. He was like, he goes, "I just want to talk to you about the neighborhood and my life." Uh-huh. And he goes on to tell me his life story. And okay. his differences with all the neighbors, and like I mean, it got heavy, like like to the point where like I never really talked to this guy, and now yeah. it's getting heavy. And he kind of alluded to his mother and his family, and it's like you know, yeah. people ever come on my property and mess around, like you know, I would, I would, that, you know, they better be careful because I don't play, I don't play games, and I'm like, okay, okay. whatever, and I'm like trying to get a thing, and I was like. I go, your mom, and like right there, he said something about his mom, and I like, my heart was racing, because I was like, I may, I think I might solve this case. Right, because like, he's he's spilling his guts so much, there's no reason why he wouldn't keep spilling his guts. And so I said to him, I said, can I ask you a question? I said, um, is your, you said something about your mom, is your, is your mom around? Is she like... Around? Like, I didn't want to stay in the house. I was just, like, around? Like, yeah. And he mumbled something, and I couldn't understand what he said, and I was like, I'm not going in deeper. I'm not fucking, I don't know what he's trying to say. I'm letting this fucking topic go. And I just, I moved on right away. Like, I kind of got scared, right? Like, yeah. it wasn't, like, <laughs> you know what that was? Like, maybe that's the trigger. Yeah. And I was like, if that's the trigger, I'm not bringing up the fuck. This is not, I'm not getting into this psycho stuff, right? So anyway, right. he finishes up and I say, uh, I know this is a little bit of a long story, but I know you want no, to. No, it's okay. It, so. We're trying to fill a podcast here. Keep going. All right. Fair, fair enough. Um, so I, I said, is there, I go, okay, well, I don't know why you're telling me all this, but I mean, it, I go, do you want me, is it because you want me to go around and like tell the neighbors you're a good guy and like, try to fix things? And he goes, yeah, yeah, do that. <laughs> and I said, okay. It's called 1500 bucks. We're square. <laughs> um, and I, and I, he was like, yeah, do that. I was like, okay, but you need to give me a sec, man, because this is a lot of information. I said, it's going to take a sec, but I'm more than happy to do that because I know you're a good dude, man. Yeah. So, that's fine. I go. I, I go. Regardless of our differences on the fence, I of course will do that. That's water on the bridge, as far as I'm concerned. He's like, okay, thanks a lot, and he left. And I was like, wow, what just happened? Like it was like, yeah, crazy. man, absolutely. Now, this is where I was telling you, like, but this is all I, before we know he's gonna die. Correct. So that night, I go, um, I go walking over to the neighbor's house. It's dark out. And I'm talking to him about something completely different, but it was definitely one of the neighbors that he had an issue with. Yeah, so this is a different different neighbor? 
Yeah, different neighbor, but I'm just okay. yeah, but I'm just I'm just shooting it with him, and I come yeah. back home. I'm walking back to my house, and I see a dude hiding behind the bushes, and he's drinking a cup oh, of coffee. God, that's and, terrifying. That's like, shit, dude. Right, you know. But it kind of caught me off guard because it was dark out. Of course, because it was a guy in the bushes drinking coffee. <laughs> you know what I mean? He might as well have one arm and like talk backwards. Oh my god! So I said to him, I, I, I said to him. I laugh because I get so nervous about like the whole like when I look back and I'm like God my this world my world at that time was so crazy, and right. so I said to him I go I, I said Hey man he goes Oh hey and he like really perked up and I was like Oh my God he saw me talking to the neighbor, uh-huh. so he must think that I've got good news right like Hey right. I'm already like, I'm already on the case Hey buddy one down Yeah this go. guy over here he's he's making you a cake right now as we speak he's stoked <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> well, I will have a good night. And he went, oh. <laughs> I got really bummed out. Oh, man. And it struck me as odd, like, how bummed out he got. Yeah. And I went and I went inside the house. That was the last time I ever saw him. God damn it, dude. Okay. Now, a week goes by. My kid is having a birthday party. He got the bouncy house in front of the house. Okay. And I noticed that whole entire week, like, it's a little bit odd. Dude, motorcycle never left. Dude, Nobody never was in the left. bushes. Nobody was in the bushes. Not, like, no, zero activity since the time that I saw him. But like, you know, again, that's not how my mind works. I just happened to notice it in passing, but not really thinking about it, right? Sure. So, I call my wife on Monday morning after, it was a Sunday birthday party, Monday, Monday I call her, and I'm like, you know, I got a weird feeling about across the street. I haven't seen dude. I never he's never been that long with those cars, that motorcycle. He hasn't been like nothing. And she's yeah. like, Well, I'll tell you what, that's a good point. Tomorrow morning, like clockwork at five o'clock in the morning he puts out his uh garbage cans because he's so paranoid he doesn't want people going through his stuff. So he hides uh-huh. them and he puts them out right before the garbage truck comes out. Wild. Right. So she says if that doesn't happen, then you have every right to be concerned. Well of course five AM comes. Garbage cans don't move, right? Oh, my God. And uh, so then uh, kids are home sick from school again. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pacing back and forth, right? I'm pacing back and forth, looking out yeah. the window going, I got to go over there. But I've never yeah. gone to the door. Like, I'm so scared. I've right. never gone to the, the door. And we know he and, doesn't um, like you knocking on the door. So then I noticed that it smells like gas. Oh, we got a gas leak. You ever, you ever, you know, like they put that smell yeah. in the gas, you know, we got a gas leak. So I got to yeah. call the gas company. I'm like, I think I got a gas leak. It really smells a lot by my house. I think you can start putting two to two together at this point. So I think so. <laughs> but keep going. So I call the gas company. It stinks to high heaven around my house. I go, this is this. So I, so before I go across the street to dude's house, I call that neighbor guy again, the other neighbor that he didn't like. And I said, I need you to come over. I need you to hang out with my kids while I go across the street and check on so-and-so. And come back with some really bad news. Yeah, and he goes, I got a bad feeling about this dude, but I'll come over. And he Woo. doesn't like him, and he didn't know at that time. He didn't know that I had found out how much this dude hated him, but he yeah. guy that I'm going across the street for. So I go across the street. See, this is where it gets interesting. So okay. I go across the street. All this buildup is worth something now, trust me. Oh, yeah. I knock, I I, I knock on the door. Yeah, you do know. I knock on the door. And I was like, Keith, Brian, across the street, you you okay, buddy? It's Brian, worried about you. Like, I'm like total like the burbs and scared shitless that I'm doing right. this, right? Which is right. so weird. Like, what am I genuinely scared of? 
I, the unknown, right? So yeah, of course. I, I, I knock again, and because this house, and you've seen the house, now. it's a little bit cre- It's a little bit like modern day Munstery. It's not like it doesn't look like a normal house facade either. Right. So, right. I had a family, yeah, and and uh, uh, all of a sudden I hear slow feet come to the door, and I'm like, oh, he's so sick that he can't make it to the door. Like that's right. why I haven't seen him. He's definitely sick, right? Right. Right. Door opens up. I get hit with like some serious stench. Yeah. And it's literally a four foot two troll-like woman with hair down to her ankles. Really? answers the door. And you can really smell something terrible. Oh, my God, yes. Okay. The minute that door opened up, it was bam. And I'm like, and I remember going, uh, hello. (laughs) Um, (laughs) sorry to bother you. I want you to train me as a Jedi Knight. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I'm sorry to bother you, person, that I think everybody, I'm assuming, thinks you've been murdered 12 years ago. Yeah. Lady, I'm guessing. Yeah. And I'm like, huge, huge neighborhood payoff. Well, huge. Already, it's already a story. And I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to, so I'm like, hold on a second, ma'am. And I turn on, I look back at my house, and in the picture window is my neighbor. Yeah. And he has his jaw dropped because he's the one. Right. He's like murder. He's been the one claiming murder for 12 years. Right. His jaw drops. All I see is his hand and his cell phone slowly go up to his head. Uh-huh. He's getting ready to call everyone in the neighborhood about the discovery right. that I just made, right? Right. And I go, look, ma'am, I am so sorry to bother you right now, but um, I'm looking for your son, Keith. And she hasn't even introduced who she said yet. She goes like this. He's dead. He committed suicide last week. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, all right. Um, no, no, wow. no. Because I'm already, wow. like, I, I haven't even So if this was a box, if this is a boxing match, you already got hit in the face with a smell. <laughs> and then this, this, this nonchalant news that's just horrific. No, no, you skipped the part. What about the what? discovery of someone we thought was murdered 12 years ago? Oh, yeah, ago? no, that's huge, too. That's huge, too. I'm sorry, that's the home run. That's second. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I say, no, 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 he's, he's alive. He's got to be around here somewhere. He's alive. And she's like, no, no. I'm like, well, how do you know he's dead? And she's like, because he told me last Monday night that he was going to commit suicide. So oh. he gave me $1,500 in cash. Oh, my God. Whenever guess where we got that money from. And, I think and, we and, know. And, and filled up my refrigerator with food. And that was it. And I was like, and I'm still trying. First off, who who talks like that? Who who? Yeah. What parent is like? Oh, oh, okay. So you're out of here then. All right. Well, have a good night. Yeah. And also, like, who, who 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 leaves someone in their will just like enough money and food for a month? <laughs> Dude. But whatever. But whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's nice. So many layers. Nice. So many layers. Yeah. So many layers. So. I'm like, no, no, he's got to be alive. She's like, no, he's dead. And I'm like, look, here's the thing. Can you hold on a sec? Like, I was like, finally, I was in overload, right? Yeah. At this point, I'm like, I need, yeah, I need a, a break. a breath. I need a break. Yeah, I could take a breath over there. I needed a break, like a big-time break, right? 
No, so, you need like a full-on football huddle. Like you need to like go back, talk to your other neighbor, sort all this out. So I go, I, I'm like, can you just stay here for a sec? And she, by the way, it looked like she had not seen Sun, which I guess she probably hasn't in like 12 years because she was like squinting, good barely, like it was just odd, right? Yeah. And I go, I go running, well, speed walking back across the street to the house. And I was like, That's a sight, dude. I, was, I could see it in my head. <laughs> And I go inside, and I and I went to uh, the other dude. I was like, I was like, Jonathan, do you? And he's like, Yeah. I go. He goes, Let me get, let me get, let me get, let me get. She told you he's dead, right? She told you he's dead. And I go, How do you know this? He goes, I go, I know he's dead, dude. He's dead, man. He's dead. And you need to find the body. I don't care. Go find yeah, the body. You want that responsibility, bro? He got way too excited. He was like, "You yeah. need to find this body." Right. He's like, "I knew it. I told you." So this is on you, man. Like he was what? like, literally, yeah. I don't know why. I think he just. I think he. That was just his way of dealing with it, right? Of like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, um, "Okay, dude, you're too excited about this. Can you hold on one second? So then I ran back over there, and I was like, "Ma'am, I really, I think he's alive. I, we gotta, I gotta find him. Um, I need a second to think about this. Can you give me a sec?" <laughs> Can you give me a sec to like try to like do something about this? She's like, okay, and like just stood there, and I was like, I'll be back. I'm like, I will be back. I promise you, I'll be back. Uh-huh. So I walked back across the street again. I'm like, dude, we need, we gotta we gotta do something. He's like, I'll tell you what, let me let me go talk to their next door neighbors right next to them and ask them. And I'm like, okay. okay. So he runs across the neighbors, comes back over, and he goes, okay, two things. He's like, the gate on the side of the house is open. That guy's paranoid. He never leaves the gate. That means his dead body's down there, and you need to go down there. <laughs> Second of all, the neighbor said they've been smelling something weird for about a week. And I'm oh telling you, God. he's dead. So now everyone's freaked out. You need to go down. Now we're in the – I'm out, we're both outside in the um, in the street. Right. Yeah. And, and he's talking really loud. She's on the other side of the hidden bush, but she's outside right. listening to us argue in the street about who's going to go down and try to find the body. And I was like, no, dude, but what if he's alive? And what if he wants to kill, like, what if he's got a gun? Yeah, no, and, and I, I start on him. Yeah. What if he, and I was like, cause my mind's like, what if he, what if he's ready to commit suicide, but he hasn't? And he has a yeah. rifle. And it's like, then he points it at me, and he's like, well, here's, and this was his logic. He goes, here's the thing. We all know, it's no secret that he hates me, but he doesn't hate you. So, if, if he's going to kill anybody, he would kill me. He's a better chance he's not going to kill you. So you're the best person to go down there and see if he's alive. But I think he's dead, but you should go down there. Turns out both your neighbors are dangerous, dude. Yeah. <laughs> One got dangerous <laughs> ideas. To your demise. But apparently we were arguing so much and so animated and so loud that another neighbor came out and said, what are you dipshits doing out here? Right. And, and we told her. And then she's apparently, like, just go down there. And she you goes, guys all just go down there. Yeah, you guys right. are worse than somebody hiding in the bushes drinking coffee. You're apparently, just apparently. Yeah. Well, so then I tell the neighbor, I go, because I just found a woman in that house. You guys all told me was dead from 12 years ago. I said, yeah. well, it turns out she's not. And she says that she's a dead and committed suicide. And we all think, and now Jonathan thinks that she's down below with because the, the gate is open. She's like, fine, I'll tell you what, we'll all go. And the thing is, man, I, I, I'm going to uh, go with you. This is like a most- stand by me for grown-ups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, and I'm going to go with the assumption that no one has, most people have never smelled a dead body because I had uh, not. Dead animals. It's That's relatively it. close, but more intense, yeah. right? Right. Um, so by the time I even got to the side of the house, in hindsight, I should have known that there was a dead body down there. Right. Clearly should have known, right? Right. But it didn't matter. 
Um, there was flies everywhere, and right. I just thought maybe someone some threw away some bad chicken, right? And so sure. I'm going down the side. Now, this is where it gets a little bit weird because it turns out he was um, – have you ever seen True Detective Season 1? Yeah. If you've seen True Detective Season 1, at the end of it, spoiler alert, at the end of it, they go into that crazy maze of yes. the serial killers where it's just uh, just junk all over the place, like creepy mm-hmm. stuff stacked all over the place, and you're going around corners and not knowing where you're going. That's yeah. what the house was like outside. So okay. it had stuff stacked up, kids' bicycles, refrigerators, motorcycles, right? Um, you know, old water heaters, all stacked up with a little skinny path that wound around like a maze. Sounds like my dad's right, but go ahead. Yeah, okay. So I'm walking sideways calling this guy's name, scared shitless. I did ask him, I told the mom, I go, listen, the gate's open on the side. I'm going to go down there and see if he's down there. And she's like, oh, yeah, you should do that. Now, she's still up here standing outside. So there's the dogs. They're worked up about this right. story. Right. I, um, I'm feeling so like I, uh, there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing there. <laughs> so I get down to the bottom, and my neighbors are like, that's it. We're good, man. He's dead. And I was like, how would you know that? They're like, we just know. We're out of here. If you want to keep going, you keep going. But we're out of here. We're leaving. And I was like, no, 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 no. We got to keep going. And so we uh, – we walked, I walked a little bit further and I saw the door was open in the back to where he lived. Yeah. And, uh, and at that point they were like, good enough, door's open, gotta go, dude, we leave the door open, he's dead. They just, and they took off. And I was like, really? no, no, we gotta go up there. And there, by the way, I'm just getting swarmed on by flies at this point. And I'm like, oh my God. Keith, and I get up and I kick the door and it bounces back at me like it hit a body. Uh-huh. And I kind of panicked. And I didn't know what to do. And then I was like, Keith, Keith, okay. Got the whole oh, high pitch, you know, Brady Bunch voice. Yeah, Scooby Doo. Exactly. And then I look through, and that's when I saw uh, two more doors were open, and in there was. Do you want me to explain what I saw? I guess yeah, this one I, I guess. So. Okay. All right. I think so, what, it, it, what appeared to look like a Halloween decoration uh-huh. it was a body that was hanging down. It was pure black. Uh-huh. Like almost like charcoal black and kind okay. of like dehydrated, uh-huh. and then there was a curtain that just cut off where the head was, so you oh could clearly God. see that someone was hanging. And it was at that point that I kind of just froze. Yeah. And I went into, and and I went into shock, and I kind of just yeah. slowly just walked up to the top, and I was like, okay, well, you're right, he's dead, and um, we're gonna have to go ahead and call the fire department. And I just picked up my phone, and then my body just shut down. I couldn't do anything, and then it, it, it is weird too because like you have to call the fire department, but his mom's there, so it's just but kind of at a this weird point, thing. I forgot about her now because I've yeah. obviously seen a body, it's, and so yeah, my I mean, other she's not you know, calling. So no, so here's what happened. So then another neighbor comes running out, and he's like, "No, no," he's like, uh, um, "If you call the fire department, you can't tell him there's a dead body. I know this." You have to tell them that you think that there's someone still alive, and then they'll come. If you tell them it's a dead body, they won't come for hours, and they'll wait for the coroner. So what we need to do is we need to, we need to tell them this instead. Like, he was, like, way on top of that whole, like, well, how to call for a dead body thing, which is yeah. weird. Right? right. <laughs> so, so we're all just standing there. And, like, obviously the neighbors are starting to come out. People are making phone calls. Somebody called my wife, told her to come home to watch the kids and all this stuff. Right? All this chaos is going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fire department shows up. And I'm kind of finally coming out of my funk, and I go to the fire department, and I'm like, guys, over here, let me show you where the body is. And the fire department guy stops me and goes, yeah, I think we will find the body, dude. 
Like they're, they're so used to dead bodies that they they know the smell and how to track it. You know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Dude. And so all right, to put a button on that part of the story. Yeah. Um, during this whole time, fire department comes. They go down below. They uh, they take the time to extract the body. Actually, they wait. I'm sorry. They call coroner. Coroner comes to extract the body. They bring the body up in a body bag. They lay it on on the street. Uh-huh. And um, the police eventually show up, and uh, all of them have to ask me. The fire department came over and asked me. The coroner asked me, and as the police department, they're like, did you see the face? And I was like, no. They're like, okay, good. Yeah, that's good. I asked my brother oh, later. He used to work in the law enforcement. I'm like, why did they all ask you about the face? He goes, oh. He goes, oh, that's that's a big thing. Like, that's where it gets weird for a lot of people. Like, it's hard for them to get over that when you see when you right. see eye contact. But right. Because but yeah, so, no, been, to, to, not to be too graphic, but you could imagine if it's been choked out for a week, what the face would look like. Yeah, no, I, I don't ever want to see that. No, no, and that's what they said too. That's what they said too. Okay, so to put a button on this. This is, now, I would say a good half an hour has gone by, right? Okay. Everybody forgot about the woman I asked to wait at the door. And that's, hold on, which woman is this? The mom. The mom. The newly okay. discovered mom. Right. No right, one has right. talked mom. to her. Since I, since I said, I'm going to go down and see if I can find your son, from that yeah. point until the, far, the coroner took the body up, Everybody had forgotten that she you know was at the door. I'm not picturing Yoda. I'm picturing Mel Brooks as yogurt in Spaceballs. Something like that. With yes. Yeah. Exactly. Something that's about right. Okay. Good. That's about right. Good. So finally, the fire department walks over to me and they go, "Hey, man, um, have you uh, have you talked to that woman over there?" I'm like, "Oh my god, I forgot about the woman." I'm like, "No." I'm like, aren't you guys going to tell her what you found? They're like, no, we're thinking maybe you. I'm like, okay, first off, I don't even know this woman. I just yeah. found her today. Right. I am not going to be the guy that gets to deliver the news. Yeah. Right? Right. And, the, and I'm like, done enough for the day. <laughs> I'm like, what about you guys? I go, doesn't the corner, what about the corner, like the fire department, police department, any you guys want to maybe man up? up? Yeah. And they, they all, they all. All of them were kind of like, well, it's not re- really. And I was like, I, oh, really? it's not really what you do. And then finally the fireman's like, fine, I'll go do it. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Like, Sorry to put you out, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so that's the long and crazy story. I, 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 the day I found a dead body, I, end up, I, end up, I also simultaneously solved what, what used to be a murder was no longer a murder. And then from the next two years, I had to take care of that person across the street until she eventually got put into yeah. a, uh, a home. Wow, dude. That's that's that, 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 that is a real quite, story of finding a dead body. That is quite the story. I you know, I casually brought that up. I forgot the details. Story was so I don't know long. if I've ever heard the whole story before. You probably haven't, but that, I yeah. literally just told you a thirty minute story and I apologize. That's my uh, No, no, I mean like like it's a gift from God. I don't know how to fill this podcast. But what do they, what uh, do they call you, those things? My, that's my moth story, right? That's my moth story. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you you have a movie coming out. Is it as good as a story? <laughs> Okay, there's one thing I forgot to tell you, and this is really important. You definitely important. just told an episode of Black Mirror. Or yeah, yeah, like that, you know? that's hilarious. Um, one of the things that I do want to be very clear about, we, we talked about in the beginning, it's about the signs of suicide. One of the things that I didn't, I didn't tell you was that I, I would say um, uh, a couple days uh, uh, somewhere, and it's, it's vague in my memory at this point, but yeah. during this whole time, well, dude was still alive. Uh-huh. I went outside one day, 
and I happened to notice a bunch of cars parked around my neighborhood, and there was a bunch of guys sitting in them reading newspapers. But we've all seen enough movies to know that's a stakeout, which is hilarious that it's, it's that, literally that obvious that there was a So hold on, tell me that again. There's a okay. bunch of guys this, in cars. So before, this, this, before, before the neighbor committed suicide, sometime, yeah. and I can't remember if it was before or after he came over and basically told me his life story, um, the, I was I was home, and I also happened to notice that there was a stakeout taking place in my neighborhood because there was like all the undercover cop cars and guys with okay, newspapers, okay. right? Yeah. So I I politely stepped back into my house because I didn't know what was going on, and obviously no one was tipping me off. Yeah. And I happened to notice my neighbor came out, and he was holding a couple guns. Uh huh. And then he proceeded to open up the backside of his truck and go in and out of his house, bringing out an arsenal of guns and putting them in the back of his truck. This is the guy's house that killed himself? Yes, I forgot. So so it, okay. this is always a part of the story that I forget. So he basically he got raided? that thing that you can do. No, no, no. This is that thing that you can do in L.A. See, he was oh. a felon, it turns out. So you yeah. can call the police department and say, no questions asked. Yeah. I'm going to give you all my weapons. And you right. can't arrest me, and you can say nothing. You're just going to catalog them and take them, and then I get to walk free. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I've heard of that, yeah. Yes. So the reason why I bring that up, and it, would, it makes more sense when you talk about the I don't want to get shot if I go down there thing, yes. is that those are, the, those are the things I didn't pick up on the signs of suicide is someone coming to you and, and just randomly telling you their life story. Right, 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 right. And right, also, right, right. typically, people that are considering suicide usually try to get rid of things they believe could harm them. They're trying to remove things from their lives that they can use. So what yeah. he was doing was he was jumping off. I mean, again, I'm making an assumption here, but it, it seems like... Uh, it sounds like a good assumption to me. He was dumping off all of his weapons so that he wouldn't use them. Yeah. Because he was feeling unstable. So, right. like, it's all, like, like I told you, in the end, like, having not, like, I should have seen the signs, like, and none, yeah. of it, none, of, none of it registered with me. So it's like it's like half movies made. Like Forrest Gump should have committed suicide at the end of the yeah. story. Because he, well, you know, how many movies are like that? They're like, let me sit down at the bar and tell a stranger my life story. Right, exactly. I will tell you the best part of all that though is during that two-year period while I was taking care of the woman, yeah. I did happen to find in the mess one more shotgun, and I brought it upstairs and I said to her, I said, look, I thought she happened to be outside probably like the second yeah. or third time ever she was outside, and I was with a friend. And I said, ma'am, and she's like in her 80s, right? And I said, ma'am, I found this shotgun in the back. I think we need to get rid of it for safety purposes. She's like, let me see it. And she goes, you know what? I think I'm going to keep this one. And my friend looks at me and goes, what are you doing? Why are you giving an 80-year-old woman a shotgun? Right. Really unstable. And so I go, like, I look back and I go, you're right. I go, ma'am, I'm going to go ahead and take that back from you. And she goes, no, no, I'll keep it. And I was like, no, no, let me take it from you. And she's like, no, no, I'll keep it. And we got, we got into a fight over the shotgun <laughs> in the street. <laughs> That could end really well. Yeah, yeah. So I let her have it. I let, not, not yeah, let her have kinda it. Kind of got to let her have it. Whoever's holding the gun keeps the gun. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the golden rule. At some point, you have to realize how ridiculous your life is, and you need to step out. And that was yeah. one of those moments where I was like, I am wrestling an 80-year-old, clearly woman who's got mental health issues. Right. I'm, I'm wrestling with her over a shotgun. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man! And I just wanted to move into a. I wanted to move into a neighborhood like old school, like what you and I grew up in, where you just, yeah, well, like so, all yeah, the kids play in the streets. And that's what your neighborhood looks like. 
And on top of that, it's better than the neighborhood we grew up in because it's sunny every day. It's beautiful in your neighborhood. And that's, that's like, really strange. <laughs> like, if you know why the house was available. <laughs> Rule number one, when you buy a house, buy the neighborhood. Don't just buy the house. You've got to know what's up before you get in there. Right. There's only so many hours you can hide in the house. Yeah. Well, you know, you did the right thing. You, you know, the, the situation, I hate to say it, but it corrected itself. It did. And, it did. Uh, you know, again, I, I now I feel the need to say this isn't funny. Fucking people, if you're out there, get help. Seriously. Yeah. But, uh, well, holy no, shit. No, but I think you understand after I tell the story the reason why I tell it the way I do. I mean, it was for me, and this was not me being a boohoo, but you would probably go through the same thing. It's traumatic. And it's like... I don't know how to deal with anything except your humor and storytelling. So well, it's no, like, that's I why I wanted to preface it by saying, to me, yeah, go to me, do traumatic, it. Yeah, traumatic stories can be very funny. It's just like I'm doing the same thing you did. It's like we're ha-ha-ha laughing about it, but it's serious shit uh, for anybody that's going through it. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's horrible. and it's, yeah. But it's like I don't know how else to deal with it except just yeah. tell the story as no, I know it. Listen, I'm the one laughing. No, no, I'm not, no, neither one of us blaming each other. I just, you know, yeah. I just know that it's, it's easy to be hypersensitive about this. And, it, and if anybody that's listening has lost a loved one, it's yeah. terrible. And that's what I'm right. saying. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, this is the only way I know how to deal with it. Yeah. So it's like, it's not an apology as much as it's explaining. Like, this is sure, the way sure, I deal sure. with it. And I, I think, yeah. I think that if you, like I said, if you, you know, the moral of the story is if you need help, get it, please. Yeah. You know? Um, um, but that being said, yes, I do have a movie on. It's funny that, that after I tell you that story, you would think that that yeah. would be the movie that I would have written first. But yeah, no, I think you actually just got a three picture deal off that story. Yeah, right. Uh, somebody just texted me. Somebody <laughs> just texted me. You put all that work into a movie, and then you just knock that story out verbally. That movie was so good that this show hasn't even aired yet, and people want it. They're <laughs> yeah, on the deal. That's, that's awesome. Um, um, What's so, yeah. it called? Where can people find it? I've seen the trailer. It looks really fun. It's called Fixed, uh, and uh, it comes out. It'll be officially out for uh, purchase, and uh, it's available to purchase, uh, pre-purchase on iTunes right now. But um, by Valentine's Day, it'll be for purchase and for rent on all platforms, video on demand. But obviously, most people get it on iTunes and and. Um, at Amazon, uh, uh, the only things that's not going to be on no theatrical release. It's not worth doing a theatrical release because uh-huh. I'll explain it, it's because it's a, it's a parent-based uh, movie, and I believe as a parent, I believe that most people um, it takes us a lot to go out for right. a movie, and it most yeah. likely is going to be a Marvel movie or or a Star Wars movie that's going to get you yeah. to go to the movie theaters, you know? Yeah, and so this is how it's done nowadays most of the time it too. Is. You know, it is. So the only stuff. Yeah, and the only place it's not going to be is Netflix. That's always last now, unless it's a Netflix original. Everything goes to Netflix right. last because obviously that's a subscriber service. You don't have to rent it or pay for it during that time. So yeah, um, so it's probably it's, only it's probably only what like three ninety nine to rent on iTunes. And maybe like twelve bucks. Uh, no, I think it's twelve twelve ninety nine is the purchase price. And I believe usually when it comes out, I have not seen and I won't see until it comes out. But it's usually around four ninety nine or five ninety nine to yeah. start. And then as time goes by, a long period of time goes by, they usually do, they'll do, and I notice iTunes does, um, you know, it'll do discount rates. But, you know, um, it's still, if you think about it, I mean, five ninety nine to rent a movie and watch it inside your house and not have to buy dinner and buy a babysitter and all the other stuff that comes with it, even if you bought it for twelve ninety nine, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, you look at it now, I mean, it, you know, going to a movie, whatever, 
can cost you up to a hundred bucks by the time you know you get to the movie theater. You know, dude, I'm, I'm out of the house. What's, what's the name of it again? It's called Fixed. Now, but I, you want to know a little backstory? Fixed. F I X E D. It used to be called okay. Frozen Peas. Okay. And, but I'll explain to you the reason why I wrote this movie instead of the one I just of the story I just told. So you, so all, you you're the screenwriter. I wrote it with the director. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and, um, and then I produced it. I stayed out of it. You know, I mean, awesome. you know most comics would want to be the stars, but, but no, we have a great cast. <laughs> you do. Uh, it's actually, it's actually a great cast. It's, it's a, it's about stay at home dance. Uh, yeah. Andy Como is the lead along with Nelson Franklin who just won a SAG award for Veep. Nice. And he's also a regular in, uh, he's a gla- guy that wears glasses in Veep and he's also a regular on uh, Blackish and then Leonard Roberts that a lot of people know from, uh, Heroes is in it. Yeah. I know um, the great Veep, yeah. Yeah, we got some great, great uh, cameos in there from uh, uh, Aaron Hayes, who was in Children's Hospital, and, and uh, uh, she's a good friend, as well as uh, Mindy Sterling, Frau Barbissina, remember her? Nice, yeah. Uh, and the best uh, is our Dr. Ken, our our our, our, our doctor is uh, um, Alan Ruck, that's known for Thursday's uh, um, Thursday Day Off. Oh, yeah, what did he play in that? Uh, whose name is going to escape me right now? A guy wears the Red Wings jersey. Um, oh dear God, how can I forget this on the fly? Um, the guy who's got the car, so got Matthew Roderick's best friend, um, whose name is escaping me right this moment. Oh yeah, Cameron. Cameron, thank you, thank you. I don't know yeah, why. Awesome man. Yeah, Cameron. So he was awesome. Great. Anyway, great acting. It was actually done really well. We had it was on a tight budget. You know, I mean, both of us. Uh, uh, Alonzo, the director, and myself were both stayed on dad, so it's actually kind of cool to do it, to have it be based on that. But yeah. the long and short of it was, during all that crazy story that I just told you, yeah. this movie, I was living the other parallel universe of this movie, which was that I was in the process of getting a vasectomy. Right. And a minivan, and I and if you were just remove that crazy story that I told you, I was already starting to go through. Holy shit! So, so my listeners can watch this movie and know that there's like a whole other backstory going on. Yeah, that doesn't that is not being shown anywhere. It's on. like it's like you know the apocalypse now, the long version. Yeah, where they hang with the Playboy bunnies and they go to the yeah. French colony. Like my listeners know that they get the they get the part de or the redo. They get the they get in their all mind. The other stuff. That's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's it's literally about uh, uh, a guy who just all of a sudden, and I think a lot of men go through this. It, it's just like in, uh, you don't even have to have kids in a vasectomy in a minivan, but I mean, I think everybody just kind of wakes up one day and you kind of just shake your head and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. It, it's the classic like talking heads. How how do I get here? You know what I mean? Everybody like, wakes up and you're not cool anymore. It's just no a matter how thing. cool you are. No matter, yeah, it, but but it, there's a it's a day of reckoning. That's the weird thing. It's like yeah. I this whole movie happened because I was at I was at preschool, and I had I had a moment. I had it, it stems from a moment of anxiety where I was like, seriously, how did I get here? Like I moved to Hollywood to do all these other things, yeah, and yet here I am hanging out with a bunch of strangers. Right. Instead of hanging out at the comedy store, I'm hanging out at a preschool with my kids and I'm about to take a minivan home and I, and I've had a vasectomy. That, like, that happened to me when I was working at the Herald Examiner because the only people that worked there were all comics. And I was like, what, we're just site reps now? Like, <laughs> like was being coming a comic, was that like a prereq to be a site rep? Like it was the weirdest thing. 
it was like life happens. Reality. Like, it was like we all died and went to purgatory. It's, yeah, it we're is, all comics, but we work here now. And no, and the, and the funny thing about the Hill Examiner as a, uh, is that nobody wants to hear your act, right? So like nobody wants. But everybody, to, but everybody kind of wants to know. Like they kind of want to know what you really do. Right. Well, that's we, we live. In, if you think about the Herald Examiner and, and what we did there, representing you know the other side of representing properties, but we were kind of stage managers because that was all stage. If you think yeah. about it, it was all all set. So we're right. stage managers, also known as the guys that, for the most part, have to say no to stuff. And so, um, like, and, and like famous people and like and stuff that they like get mad at you because yeah. you can't let them in a certain gate or something. Yeah, and we and and in in our other world. I.e. comics, our whole our whole design is to be loved almost instantly on stage. Right, and now you're telling people no, and you just hate it. You're just a bad guy. Right. <laughs> instantly on a different stage. Oh my god, <laughs> so weird. Yeah, so yeah. And then we, there was we, always there was always one guy that wasn't a comic. No matter what shift you worked, he was going, "Yeah, all these guys are comedians. They just tell people." And then we everybody go, "Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! Don't tell them. Right. Don't tell them we're comics." We're site reps today. Can you give me a break? He used to be like my brother when we used to go uh, hang out when I go back to Milwaukee when he was still a police officer because I was yeah. proud of the fact that my brother was a police officer. So we'd be out at a bar having a drink. and be like, my brother's a cop. And he told me, he's like, dude, why'd you do that? And I'm like, because I'm proud of you. He goes, now half these people hate me. He's like, we were having a great time. And like, yeah. now he goes, I go, what do you mean they hate you? He goes, he goes, um, dude. It doesn't matter. They're freaked out now because now they're yeah. freaked because they don't. They think, oh, the cat's going to wreck everything. They're questioning everything they're saying. Yeah. Like, is this incriminating? Is this incriminating? Is this incriminating? Right. Which is yeah. And my brother was like, he just wanted to go out and have a good time. He's like, just stop. Tell- right. Just I get that you're proud of it, but like you got to yeah. stop. Like he's like, let's just be nobody tonight. Let's just be dudes. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Super Troopers? Yes. Where the guy working the register goes, uh, Super Burger. It's for a cop. And the cops like, why are you saying this for a cop? Why are you saying this for a cop? Because <laughs> they're gonna spit in the burger. <laughs> I, that's a but, that, but I get it, man. That's a genuine fear for those guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like when you go to a party and someone's like, oh, and it's a party of non-comics, and someone's like, oh, Matt's a comic, and you can yeah. see some people go, oh, great, he's gonna do his bits on us now, and we're like, no, I, that's I, only. I, I had the opposite at a party one time. It was like I was the only comic there, and like my buddy was like, "Yeah, Matt's a comedian." And this girl goes, "Oh, are you going to be doing some stand-up comedy press tonight?" And I was like, "No, are you fucking crazy? How dare you?" Like she just naturally assumed that there would be a performance everywhere I go. Well, it's funny. I was. I, I don't know if you've seen that show, The Marvelous Miss Mizell. It's about. I'm assuming it's about Joan Rivers or Phyllis Diller uh-huh. or somebody loosely based on them as a, a woman that becomes a stand-up comic, I think, in the 50s or the 60s. Yeah. And I guess, and I get in there, I'm assuming it's based on some sort of reality. I guess there, there, at some point there was, like, a party circuit where, like, you would just go and, like, hold court at parties. Yeah, okay. So it's, it's not unheard of. Right. And right. I know, and I we both probably have had friends that have been hired to do stand-up people at people's living, parties. Yeah, living room parties. We all know. We all know comics have done it. I, I think I've done. I've done a frat party one time. Terrific. But it's but that's but that's one versus it. Just like yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and just start to do an impromptu show here. I mean that could just go wrong so quickly. And I also think it opens it up to heckling like beyond. Uh, I would never think of it. I immediately shut it down and I immediately got nervous as if I were going to do that show. Like I felt it in my stomach. Like oh my god, right. no! Just the idea of that makes me want to throw up. 
<laughs> but also at that party, I remember saying something that everyone thought was funny, and then some other guy goes, oh, I'm going to tweet that out. <laughs> you can't tweet out my jokes, my friends. <laughs> They're mine. They don't, you know, they don't know. But that's my currency, go, right? man. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> That's funny. You have to kind of like let him in on that. No, I don't right, do that. Right. Oh, well, oh, I just let. Hey, Mr. Big guy over here doesn't want me tweeting out his information. <laughs> I just let him tweet it out because I know he only had like 17 followers. <laughs> you know, it's not the same thing. Well, unless you tweet it out later, and then he just accuses you of being the fat yeah. Jew. Uh, like I'm hacking yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. That guy's out of business, huh? The fat Jew. Uh, is he? I don't know. I mean, is he good? Be, all he did was repost other people's stuff. Uh, you know what? It's still very popular online. It's, ah, it's, it's how a lot of people get followers. It's actually funny. I mean, he gets the best stuff. He even tweeted out one of my jokes one time. Are you serious? Well, it, it is one of my jokes, but it's some guy put one of my jokes in his yearbook photo. And then it's uh, something about you catch more flies with honey, but you catch more honeys when you're fly. And... Uh, the kid put it over his thing, and he's a total nerd, and so that like went viral on the internet. Had way more like, oh like way more people saw that than saw my half hour special that he got it from. I'm okay, assuming so he got it from me. Anybody could write let, that joke, but so I know that's just, my joke. No, no, that's that's yours. That's your joke. Yeah. I don't. I, I mean, I've, I've known you long enough to know that. Yeah. You don't. You don't have to defend that to me or anybody okay. listening for that okay. matter. But what I find amazing about that is, so you're saying that not only did it. Somebody, somebody, somebody think it's funny to put in a yearbook. That yearbook post ended up going viral on its own. So like it double went, it went down double. Time and then the yeah, and then the fact you got a hold of it or whatever that might be. Wait, it went viral twice. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. I mean, in and a weird like, way, no one will, no one will ever see that special besides that high, high school kid. <laughs> <laughs> but in a weird way, and he like, didn't even, you he didn't even give me credit after it went viral. He didn't give me credit. You knew where he got. He should yeah. have. I agree with you. He should have said. He should have at least put in there. <laughs> Footnote it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. That's what we got to teach these millennials how to put. Yeah. It's not yours. You don't own it. Funny <laughs> <laughs> God. Well, at least you got something to go viral. Oh, I got to mm. And now the movie Listen, hopefully will do well. If, if it's my legacy, if I can help the fat you have a career, that's all I care about. <laughs> or help take him down because you were yeah. you were part of a. You're part of the cause that led to the effect. Exactly. Well, this this is this has been a brilliant appearance. Holy shit! Uh, I had nothing planned to talk about, and I, I I had the good sense to ask you about that uh, that incident in your neighborhood. And uh, I think I, you and I, I have known each other long podcast. enough, right? What's that? I think you and I have known each other long enough to know we could have a conversation. Oh yeah, no, I knew I could have a conversation about it because I knew it was something that everyone kind of knew. Um, but I don't think I've ever heard the story, and I'm glad I got it on tape. Well, I, actually, you probably got the. I think to date you have the best. Yeah, I had told it a lot, but I believe you have the best version. I think I told a crappy version of it on yeah. your mom's Wait. house years ago, and they didn't get they didn't get the good details right. like you did. Wait till some kid types this whole story out for his, uh, his high school yearbook, <laughs> and then you get ripped off. As long as he tags it with a movie, so I get something <laughs> out of it. Can't really get much out of a yeah out of a story. Yeah, it's coming so, out on iTunes. What date? Uh, you know what? This is the way I look at it. It's, it's coming out on Valentine's Day, and it's, it couldn't be a better movie for people that are married and have kids. Because let's be honest, you're not going out. So just watch right. a movie that reminds you all of us comics try to do right. 
We try yeah. to remind you that we're all in this together and we can make fun of all the crappy stuff that happens in right. life. Laugh about it, celebrate it, enjoy it. But it's that, you know, and, and by the way, though, be, yeah, yeah go ahead. that's a good thing. I mean, once you get past the point of going out on Valentine's Day, that's a good thing. Because Valentine's Day, you know, going out on Valentine's Day is a, is a disaster. It's so crowded and disgusting. And as Adam Carolla says, it's a break even. You don't it's, get, no one thinks you did anything special. It's a break even. Oh, it's you know, a you something you had to do. Yep. It's, it's totally forced. I will say that, and, and the, the, the movie is parallel with this, and this is why I can say this. I haven't been married like 13, 14 years now, whatever. Yeah. Um, my wife and I are in sync. We struggle with all the, the, all that, all that stuff. Like trying yeah. to balance family life, kids, love, holidays, yeah. Valentine's Day, flowers, all that crap. Yeah. Like you just kind of go, you know what? You know what life is, man? It's, it's surviving together and laughing together. All that other exactly. stuff, dude, I don't know yeah. what's up with all the other. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, I'm, you I'm never... happy. I'm happy. That's all that matters. Yeah, right? I mean, you, you, can't find really get, you can't really get to the bottom of a lot of stuff, but you're right. Happiness. And on Happiness, that note, dude. on that note, everybody stay happy. And if you're not, call a goddamn therapist. That is the main <laughs> message. Of this podcast. <laughs> oh, and also Fixed is out on iTunes. You can pre-order it, though. You, you can pre-order it, it. You can own it and rent it. Valentine's Day, Fixed, iTunes, Amazon, everywhere except Netflix and the movie theaters. All right. Great cast. Talk. Enjoy. Matt, Matt Fultron, you are awesome. Listeners, you're, you're so awesome. lucky that this, you are so lucky that this guy uh, has a podcast. He's one of the best ones out there, and I mean that genuinely. <laughs> Thank you. And he knows that because I bragged about it one day at, at, at a bar. And, oh you know, yeah, I, 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 to a bunch of girls who were like, "Thanks, thanks for telling us." <laughs> it was so funny because I was trying to play it cool. You're like, "He's a comedian. He's got a podcast." I'm like, "No, nah, no, nah, I don't want anybody to know about it." I look at my shirt. Like, Is that the podcast? I'm wearing a shirt with my podcast and an image of me on it because I didn't know we were going anywhere special. I thought we were meeting people at like a dive bar, and we were at the coolest bar in Hollywood. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was, I think I had a, lo- a load of laundry in the machine. I swear <laughs> to God, man, I thought this was nothing. That's a whole nother. Uh, it is. You're awesome, man. Thank you for You're helping me man. out. With this You're movie. the man. I will see you in a couple weeks. Let's go to Noah's. That's got starting it, back up it. again. All right, yeah. buddy. Good talking to you. Right. Bye. Later.